1: Castology. Is that you unmuting me? Yeah, okay. So I don't. You're do allowed thing. to talk. So now. I don't do the castology thing. All right. Fine. I'm glad you've done it now <laughs> as well, though. Well, yeah. let me just see.
2: It is important that spoiled our Spoiled my
1: that. fun. Anyway, this is this is castology. We are castologists. I think we determined on another episode. Capital C, big capital C, big weapon C for castologists. <sighs> We review podcasts uh, every week, just about, and we also recommend podcasts. And the way this thing works is we will recommend a podcast and then we will review the podcasts that were previously recommended. And I'm Patrick Shearer. I'm going to be one of the people doing that tonight. Uh, With me also is...
2: Zancy Weber.
1: And also, as well...
2: Elizabeth
0: Best.
1: So the three of us are going to do that for the next half hour
2: or so. Right
0: now. Well, yeah.
1: Presently. What are we going to start
2: with,
0: Patrick?
1: We're going to start with recommendations for next week. Uh, and Zane, I want you to begin since I'm in the driver's seat. O- okay. Arbitrarily, I've just decided you're, you're kicking things off.
0: We're all getting very bossy with our turns hosting. We're just like, I'm the boss, so you do it.
1: Power corrupts. And absolute power also corrupts.
0: <laughs> it's not the same, but yes.
2: Mm. Uh, my recommendation this week Uh, Being that we don't have a theme or anything, is just one of the podcasts that I've been listening to for a few years now called No Such Thing As A Fish. But there is
0: such a thing as a fish.
2: There isn't such a thing as a fish. The thing that we commonly refer to as a fish are actually descendants of what was a fish but now no longer exists.
3: Uh-huh. I
1: have heard someone say, "So never ask a biologist what a species is yes. because the definitions are very squirrely.
2: Yeah. Tax, tax, taxology, taxonomy? Taxonomy, I believe. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's messy. But basically, this came from a fact, one of the first facts that they brought up um, when they were doing research for QI the British television show. I love show.
1: QI so much.
2: Right? Yeah, mm. so these these are the behind-the-scenes people who would r- do all the research for right. the questions for ah. QI. And then they started r- releasing the podcasts for all the facts that weren't included on QI yeah. and just released the podcast. Now the QI is... Over and done with. They're doing this. Is it over now. and done
1: with? I thought they had Sandy Toksvig as the new host. Is it still current? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I kind of. If if it's not Stephen Fry, I'm not as interested. To be honest. Quite right. Uh, as correct. A, <laughs> as a Stephen Fry purist, yes. Um, I mean, she's good as a guest, and I'm sure she's a good host. But I'd like oh, me, I'm Stephen a big, Fry. I'm a big
2: fan. But Stephen Fry's QI is the only QI for me.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's it. Oh, no, that's good. That sounds. It's
2: just a general, uh, it's kind of a general knowledge trivia podcast. Sometimes they bring in news or like superstitions.
0: Facts that you can break out at parties and sound really cool. Yeah, pretty much. I'm into
1: it. I'm probably going to give it a preemptive two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, there's no such thing as a fish. Cool. Uh, Yes. And so there are three hosts, sometimes I have a guest. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah.
1: All right, Liz. Well, we'll move on to you as is fashion when one is hosting.
0: As is the fashion of the time. Um, I did a last-minute switcheroo and switched out something that I was planning on recommending this week because I discovered a new podcast literally four days ago, maybe five days ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I – you know when something just catches you at the right time and and, and you just – you become quite fond of it and it's not – Earth-shattering. I just really like it. It's called the Amelia Project. Now, what the Amelia Project is is it starts with, um, it starts with a little. It's, it's kind of like a radio play, but it's got a twist. So it starts with this phone recorded message going. This conversation isn't happening. <gasps> if you've changed your mind, hang up now. <gasps> Good choice. Um, so the whole thing is based on. The Amelia Project is a service that helps people fake their own deaths. Mm. And so what you are listening to is the recorded sessions of the people who are coming in, why they need to fake their own deaths and how they're going to do it. It's a bit camp. It's the guy who hosts it is is a um, – and by host it, there's a guy called The Investigator who isn't ever named um, – and there's these little prelude episodes that kind of give you a tiny little run-up of the guest that you're the, – the, the case that's about to walk into the office. So it's him and his mm. – I think she's an assistant or secretary or gal Friday, and he sounds very British. So he's like, oh, le- doing everything over a hot cup of cocoa. Um, and so, I, not it, tea, not tea, cocoa All right. from what? Oh, where is it? It's from a particular Parisian cafe that they say the name of like sixty million times, and I can't think of what it is. Um, and then they have little interludes between episodes from the writers whilst actually sitting at said cafe drinking that particular cocoa. Um, so I will say there's a lot of um, appealing for people to donate to their Patreon. Like at the end of every episode, they're like, "Please give us money," um, which is fine because please give them money. But it's, it's just it's a show that kind of tickled me a little bit. I just really liked the performances. Um, I really liked the cute idea. There's something that's slightly problematic in the first episode that I went, ooh, maybe I can't recommend this. But I kept listening on to further episodes and I've finished the entire series and the new series is about to begin in June cool. or July. I look so forward to this is one. So The Amelia Project. All right.
1: Great, Liz. Thank you very much. We all look forward to it.
0: You're so welcome, Patrick, as always.
1: What are you recommending, Patrick? Are you sarcastic? No, I'm saying
0: I'm I'm, I'm genuinely happy to be able to provide you with content.
1: Good. That's what I'm here for. To be provided with content. To be provided with content. To provide us with some content. Okay, well, I'm going to be recommending Your Welcome with Michael Malice. Your Welcome. Your is. No, but it's Your Welcome. Oh, Oh, It's my welcome. It's spelled Y O U R.
0: Oh, that grinds my gears. Yeah,
1: that's precisely what he's trying to do. He (laughs) is a. I know, an, I know he's an anarchist. <laughs> I can't remember what other political <laughs> leanings a he has. Analy- but he is a troll a as well. Anarchist. And he likes to flirt with a lot of ideas and people that a lot of other mainstream people don't want to. So this is where I quite like about him. I first heard him, I think, maybe on Thaddeus Russell's one.
0: You and your incestuous podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's appeared on a bunch of other stuff. But he's been made, well, I think initially sort of rose to fame when he wrote. Dear Reader, which is about North Korea. So he sort of went over there and did a whole bunch of investigating and journalistic kind of stuff, you know, Mm. as you journalists do. Came back, reported, um, made a best-selling book. Uh, And he's recently released a book called The New Right in which he's investigated like a lot of the alt-right and fringe movements and neo-Nazi kind of stuff that's been going on recently. So he is very much... I don't know. I guess I guess a refreshing voice when it comes to these kind of things because he's actually embedded himself a little bit more than people right. who are just mm. screaming bloody murder at anything. Um and I just like him because he's a cheeky little troll as well.
2: Yeah. Oof.
0: <laughs> I am uh, Zane and I like trolls. Shut up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I this is why I um put this one after uh no filter because I had both of them in mind, but I haven't listened to enough of this one to know which ones I ought to recommend to you guys. Right. Because I'm to sure there in. are going to be some that piss you off immensely. <laughs> but there's one I, I can recommend, uh, Ethan Supley or he was. Yeah, I never know how his name's pronounced. He was the brother on My Name is Earl. He's in a bunch of stuff. He was in American History X.
0: And The Wonder Years. Yeah.
1: And, they—they—they. They, they, I mean, going on from uh, inside... Acting, it's sort of, it's a little bit like that, but but the thing that uh, they sort of align with is they're both anarchists because he's like was into punk rock, and I think uh, Michael was as well. Michael grew up in Soviet Russia. Um, I don't know if there was much of a punk rock movement happening there, but that's yeah. sort of where they. Um, uh, spoiler alert! There was there was there yes. was yeah yeah, definitely. yeah well I can yeah I just, it's not familiar but I imagine they would want to be one um, but yeah that's sort of where they they align um, but yeah I just think he's an interesting cat who has interesting conversations with people who you would not normally hear having conversations with
0: yeah this feels it, the fact that you said that he was on Thaddeus Russell makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me being that he's the unregistered was all about you know offending people and. Saying stuff that you're not really dangerous allowed to say out loud, dangerous content, you know. Yes, interested. Mm-hmm. So intrigue. So that's that's the three, is it? That Perfect? is the three <laughs>
1: recommendations, indeed. Now we shall get on to the review. Zane, what did you bring us to review last week? <laughs>
2: <laughs> last week I brought you the listener submission, miscast commentary review. You did, which was the movie commentary podcast. You did. So I,
1: as I was true to my word, listened to the Total Recall episode and I quite enjoyed it. I didn't watch Total Recall while, while yeah. I listened to it because I was in transit um, and as I often do with this podcast is I cram at the end <laughs> rather than plan <laughs> things out. You know, Why?
0: See, see, Patrick actually only tells us like the day before we record, what we're supposed to be listening to. So even though we've got like weeks between episodes and recording, uh, we all listen to it. Well, the don't day you before. all
1: cram as well?
2: We all only cram. because I don't have your <laughs> yeah. podcasts
3: to listen to. Yeah,
2: I, w- I will say I've listened to uh, the the few of Liz's like <laughs> already. Yeah, well, whatever.
1: <laughs> but no, I actually did enjoy this. This um, I think I, out of all the listener submissions, I think I've enjoyed this one the most. Oh, I good. think yeah. um, I found it quite refreshing I didn't think they were terribly funny I didn't think they were trying to be terribly funny no, they're either. like either but it was like on. I was just interested in these little tidbits they had about you know the cinema trivia like you know who was going to be cast in this role and who was going to be cast in that role like I'm always interested in that kind of stuff because one of my favourite bits of trivia is that Sean Connery turned down the role of Gandalf to do <laughs> The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> and, then quit, and then quit acting. And then quit acting. I don't acting. get it anymore. Yeah. You, yeah. Kids, you kids go have your movies. Yeah, all so of my millions. Yeah. So I'm interested in that sort of stuff. And obviously when they got to the bit with the three-boob chick, they made yeah. a big hurrah about that, which I always do when I watch that movie. It's because has got three boobs. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this quite quite a bit and I would like you to send me one that you really enjoy. Because okay. I obviously don't want to do Ant Man and the Wasp. No, I Because then I'd have I to watch really Ant Man and the Wasp. Total Recall. I yeah. did
2: enjoy that one. And also, uh, Howard the Duck was pretty good as right. well. It was pretty enjoyable all the way through.
1: I'd have to watch Howard the Duck now as well.
2: Uh, yes, yeah. If you haven't already, then yeah.
1: See, I was scrolling, and because they've just done recently all those Marvel things, I was like, I don't want to do a Marvel one, really.
2: Burnout. Yeah. What about you, Liz? You're a movie person.
0: I've been very quiet. <laughs> I I picked two episodes of two movies that I know very well. Die Hard Two. Oh. Uh, and Back to the Future, as I said I was going to.
2: And, uh, and of course, Die Hard 2 is the best of the Die Hard movies. No, it's Die no, Hard No, Die Hard
0: 1 is the best of the Die Hard movies. I do not agree that Die, Die Hard with a, a Vengeance is no, the I, best. No, I don't like Die Hard with a Vengeance. I I'm think it goes Die Hard 1.
2: to disagree with both of you and say it's <laughs> Die Hard 2. <laughs> Die Hard
0: 1, then Die Hard 2, and then there's no other Die Hard movies. <laughs> Dear listeners, I have no words I, <laughs> I hated three. Jeremy Irons,
1: Samuel L. Jackson, and it's Bruce It's not a Die Willis. Hard
0: movie. Anyway, um... So here's my problem. I was listening to the Die Hard one and I was like, this is great. Die Hard's great. Um, they got very dude bro-ish.
2: Mm, they do.
0: So then I went, okay, two well, white guys with a microphone. maybe this is just this particular episode. So I got about halfway through that episode and then I went to Back to the Future um, where it got more dude bro-ish to the point where they were talking about Leah Thompson's character and they were like, oh, yeah, she's the typical pastor's daughter thing, like you're meant to be good but she's the one who really wants like 12 dicks at once. And I was like, oh, okay. So the movie trivia stuff I really liked. I liked when they were talking, like I know a lot about Back to the Future when they were talking about Eric Stoltz being cast and then being fired and then they were talking about all the cool back, back. there's a lot of really cool Back to the Future behind the scenes content that they were up on, they knew all of it. It was quite, you know, and and doing commentary for a movie is difficult. They did get a bit tangential, but that's okay because far out, who the hell can talk for that long when you weren't actually there to tell the with, stories? Yeah, with on, mm. on. Topic. Um, but I just I either I picked two episodes who that were a bit locker room talky or uh, I, think I mean,
3: Total
1: Recall got a little bit locker room yeah. talky, but maybe I mean, like they just
0: kept talking about dick and pussy, and I was like, yeah, okay, guys, we get it, but.
2: I think yeah they are they're making commentary for their audience, which is people like them. Yeah, which is and I and I guess that is that is the stereotype of of podcasting that we have at the moment is three white guys with microphones. Yeah, and this is two. That's white why guys you with
0: have me on this podcast, isn't well, yes. it? Because I'm yeah. not a white guy. You don't want to
1: be. <laughs> Absolutely. <a stereotype. laughs> uh,
2: I I I try very hard to encourage women to make podcasts. Yeah, so exactly they bloody that should. Reason. Um,
0: yeah so look i and, and it's quite funny because i'd been listening to a few of our old episodes back and i remember that it was listening to you talking about one of my podcasts as being a bit locker room talky i think it was guys we fucked yeah, yeah. it definitely um, it was guys we and and i feel like i felt a similar amount of a similar uh, type disconnect. of ick yeah. and a similar type of disconnect that you did where i didn't it wasn't that i didn't like the content it was that that the way that it was presented in a couple of spots rubbed me the wrong way, mm. but not in a fury, angry-making way, just in a, <sighs> well, this isn't for me kind of way. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I can definitely say A little bit that, too yeah. dude-bro-ish for me, but I still think they're doing a really good job at doing what they're doing for the people yeah. they're doing it for. It, mm. it is an
2: ambitious format. Yeah, so, like shit. Yeah. Hats
0: off to them. And if you're a white guy – who dreams of having a microphone and this podcast is for you.
2: <laughs> well, I, I will say my pet peeve because I uh, doing my job and researching podcasts. There are so many podcasts that are literally just me and my best friend asking the questions that no one else is brave enough to ask. Everybody's or me brave and my best friend ask. getting together once a week to go Shoot get crazy. Shit. I'm like that doesn't describe anything about your podcast. So, but I, I appreciate the effort that these guys are putting in, and and yeah, like it, it is two guys, but I think maybe I'm just a little desensitized to guys talking like that now. Yeah. Whereas with with the girls and guys we fucked, we're talking like that. I'm like, oh, usually I, women are my safe place. Yeah. That. So, yeah, and I think you,
0: perhaps yeah. in this whole like you know. Me Too era I'm more sensitive to that Maybe, Than I ever yeah. have been Like I'm all for I'm normally all in for dick jokes And I'm still all in for fart jokes Because they will always be funny <laughs> But even I think it, I don't know Like this is the thing And I was questioning myself today I was like I don't Normally I laugh at these kinds of jokes But the way that they were uh, Objectifying the women Whilst yeah, they were yeah, talking yeah. about it Just made me go a little bit like No sir Leah Thompson does not want Twelve dicks, nor does her character, and I don't like that. The does
2: end. Anyone the end. want
1: twelve dicks? It seems like a
2: <laughs> it lot.
0: seems like an excessive amount of dicks. I mean, dicks. at
2: once that is a lot of dicks. And now yeah. we're going into locker room
0: talk. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: shall Let's we move on to someone else's that. podcast?
1: Yes, we shall.
0: Liz. So, I brought Where Should We Begin you with did. Esther Perel, um, who is a Belgian psychotherapist who um, basically does single therapy session case study. So, basically, you as a podcast listener are listening in. To a therapy session that she does with a client who's applied to be on this particular show, so they're all aware, and it's something they wanted to participate in, probably because she charges nine hundred American dollars per session, and oh, this might have been a her. gratis for appearing mm. on the podcast. I can't
1: hear the word psychotherapist without reading it like psycho the, the rapist. rapist. <laughs> yes, and what a terrifying guy that it's would be. True, it's <laughs> like
0: that. It's like in um, Arrested <laughs> Development, he's an anal <laughs> which yeah. is just anal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, we're locker room talking. Why are we doing this? This is a wonderful psychotherapy podcast, and 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 I'm sorry that we just it did is that.
1: good, it is good. Yes, I understand the apprehension that you mentioned on the last episode about. Oh, I feel a little bit weird about being in here in this room and this very intimate, private yes. thing. Yes, um, but then. Obviously, the resolution makes it all worthwhile. So I listened to You Need Help to Help Her, which is about the couple that has the daughter who's struggling at the moment. They've adopted her. She's initially South Korean, so she feels a little isolated because she went to an all-white school. Mm. And they were sort of hiding the fact that she was having issues. And she was like, no, 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 you need to. You can't just like fucking tuck this thing away. I'm spoiling it. But anyway, I don't want to, You know, spoil what happens. But obviously like hearing an actual therapy session take place and someone who is as well equipped and articulate as she is deal with problems in real time basically is very engaging and interesting and beneficial. ...and helpful, I think, because there might be something that you hear... ...and you're like, oh, fuck, am I doing that?
0: Yeah, I I think it's a really good opportunity for self-reflection... ...and and yeah, like you said, I felt really uncomfortable at the start... ...but then I found this real beauty in um, that raw vulnerability. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know,
1: obviously... I don't know, not every episode I imagine has the sort of happier ending that I got no. with this one where where the mum and the dad were like, oh, my God, I literally see what we were doing wrong and why, yeah. And because the dad was sceptical about going in and the mum was the one who wanted to do it and she's like, yeah, mm. I appreciate the sceptics, but... And then he was like not skeptical yeah. at the end. He's like, I get it. You're amazing. Yeah. There's
0: this um, beautiful one that I listened to about um, this man who was diagnosed very early with Parkinson's, and the wife couldn't figure out how to get out of the role of caregiver and back to the role of wife, mm. which I thought was particularly moving. I got quite teary when I was listening to that one because he was like talking. He, he was talking to the therapist, and he's like, Yeah, she just she she makes me want to be a better man. And and the therapist was like, Have have you told her that? He said, well, I just said it 10 seconds ago. She goes, no, you told me that. Say it to her. And so she just – he said something and then she's like, keep going, keep going. And so he's just saying all these beautiful things to her and I'm just like, oh, God. Mm. Anyway, Zane.
2: I felt really creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And as someone who has been to therapy a lot – I don't have a lot of the baggage that gets brought out in these because, and again, I've never been to couples therapy um, and I hope that I never have to. Um, but I listened to almost all the episodes of this trying wow. to love it. I never got over the creepiness. I understand why people love it and I understand why you love it and why Patrick likes it. I never felt comfortable it's with this It's very format. confronting and mm. that's what I was um, trying to say.
0: Like it's it's...
2: I real I do like her talking through her process mm. and I can see the benefit that people would get from like applying the lessons that people are learning to their own lives and she does a great job of keeping it about uh the the epiphanies and the process and the learning and not about the people and their baggage because otherwise it would be a little exploitative and
0: super intrusive
2: and super intrusive and like they've consented of course and they're signed up and they're whatever. Um, I never felt comfortable listening Mm. to this and listening to someone else's process because uh, I just having been to therapy a lot, like I it's meant to be a space where you figure things out for yourself or in this case with a partner mm. and doing that in public, even if it is quite a bit after the fact, is is quite confronting, uh, a quite confronting thought.
0: Yeah. Mm. So
2: I love the idea of this podcast. She's done nothing wrong like Guys We Fucked, but the exact opposite. It just. I'm not the audience for this because yeah. it squeaks me out.
1: I'd be interested to see if there are people who go on this and then after it gets released just go, oh, God, I wish I didn't do it like that.
0: Yeah, I, I was talking but to I, my I'm mum sure about some of the episodes. sure they could get the
1: episodes pulled if they really wanted to. Yeah.
2: Probably. And, well, she herself, Esther, in one of the episodes that I was listening to, I think it was You Can Be Right or You Can Be Married, um, she asks a question – of the wife in the situation and she pulls out of the out of the, the room and says, here, I should have asked a different question, but mm. she was guarded and so I was feeling guarded so I didn't and these are the things I only pick up on listening to the recordings. Right.
0: Which is uh, one thing that I find particularly fascinating is that like you, you go to a therapist and they're like the font of all wisdom but even they would have – like I went to a yeah. couples therapy session once that – was so bad, so bad that the therapist phoned me uh, like three weeks later to say, I've been thinking about that ever since. Can you come back for a free session? Because I'm sorry that I let it get
2: to <laughs> where it was. And that's the thing. Like therapy is so personal. Like you have to find the right therapist yeah, or just hope that you get one if you're not what going to I shop think,
0: around. I think you would like her TED Talks because obviously it's not like as mm. intrusive but you still get this – I just love the perspective that she has of of not trying to make your partner into your everything and draining them of everything yeah. that makes mm. them them. And I think that her ideas about, you know, having, having, you know, finding everything in one person, people need to listen to that. People need to hear that yeah. in this day and age because you've got so much expectations on your one partner being your everything that when they're not, you just go, well, maybe there's someone else out there. No, maybe you need to find somebody who, you know, can be that particular brand of emotional support, while your partner is a different brand of emotional support. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. So um, I'm, I'm definitely subscribing to this. I'm going, I'm going to try to muscle through it. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, I think it's because this is. This Don't is,
0: force yourself if you feel uncomfortable, though. No, like because I, I, I know it's, it's a very vulnerable and and very like I we both felt icky when we first started, but yeah. I learned enough to get past the ick.
2: I think it's. I think it's something that I definitely won't force myself to do it, but I want to examine what where this is coming from. Uh, so I'm going to stick with it, but this is like great content. This is a great podcast. I would put this up here with, with like what I want podcasts to be going forward is this sort of... Because this isn't self-help. This is this is like an object lesson. It's a case study mm. journal
0: article without academic speak and just being presented in the raw form. Yeah,
2: it, this is like. a very great idea and I'm very happy that this exists and I want – I'm, I'm going to try to learn – to appreciate it for what it is and not feel squicked out. Maybe you can ask your shrink
0: why you've got such an uncomfortable <laughs> response. I definitely know, <laughs> I definitely know why it
2: is. It's because I've been to so much therapy yeah. and like I treat that as a very private yeah. space. Yeah, well, because I've the done rest a of
0: my life. buttload of therapy as well, mm. but I didn't have quite like I got over that because I because again, about that thing I said with my obsessive need to learn about how other people tick so that yeah. I can control the situation, <laughs> not healthy. Mm.
2: We'll see. (laughs) All right, so that leaves us one more podcast. And
1: then there was one.
0: Again. You're in
1: charge of
2: this.
0: (laughs) This is your episode.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. Where are we? We're we're, we're where we should be right now uh, (laughs) with No Filter, which I recommended to you guys last week. You You sure did. did. Mia Friedman has those crazy interviews with people with No Filter. No real theme. Like it's not like she's only interviewing firefighters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh nice. shit. And this is where it devolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: What did you guys think?
0: So, full disclosure, I am an author for Mamma Mia. Uh, what <laughs> I've, I've I've written several articles that have been published on Mamma Mia, so I am a big fan of of Mia Friedman already, and I felt like I should probably disclose that before I say this is so great. Get onto the <laughs> Mamma Mia network because um, the website that I used to write for syndicates a bunch of articles, and so I've had like twenty or so stories published on there. Um, love Are what they do. Are we allowed
2: to not be nice? Yeah. Good.
0: Good, Of course you can. God. Um, I admire Mia immensely as a journalist in terms of how much she's done with her career. Um, I really liked the particular episode that I listened to, which was the um, uh, Dr. Naomi one with mm-hmm. the plastic surgery. So she was interviewing a plastic surgeon um, just about like what they do and and I liked the fact that she admitted a bias on going in and that she was icky with it and that she said that like, you know, she still felt strange but not the same strange that she thought she was going to feel going out of it. Yeah, I
1: liked that she sort of recognised her own agenda. Yeah. Like sort of throughout because I could tell that some questions, I feel like she was sort of leading it in a direction where yeah. she wanted an answer oh, that she there was, was never so
2: going to get. So much. She of
0: that. Yeah. she's very much she's she's very good at editorializing because she has been an editor for so many years that that's pretty much been her thing. So you know that with anything, Mia Friedman, you are going to get Mia Friedman plus talent. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like she's not the type of interviewer that removes herself from a situation, and I think this in this podcast. Um, being that it's no filter with Mia Friedman, that she's definitely letting her own personality Mia Fil- Mia shine is through. is the filter, is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, sort of. And it, the and I the could message. tell that she was editorialising but she also asked questions that allowed Naomi to smash what she had thought. So I enjoyed it um, and, I, th- yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a bit of a fan of this podcast I think.
2: I only listened to the Gabby Stroud episode. Mm -hmm. I liked it. There was a lot of that leading questions. And there was one point, and it was quite early in the the interview, where she wanted, it was very clear that she wanted Gabby Stroud to say that this child came from a troubled home and describe the troubled home and she kept talking about the behaviour that she was seeing and Mia kept going, okay, no, but what was his home life like? And I was like, oh, well, it was probably quite uh, – uh, he moved around a lot. I was like, oh, but so why do you think that that happened? Mm. What well, What do you think caused that? And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, okay. It was very – I hate to use this word, but it was very kind of today, tonighty in the mm. sense that you know – you knew that she wanted that answer for dramatic effect whereas i think what gabby stroud had to say was good enough as it is and and i yeah i guess
0: there's a fine line like speaking as someone who is actually like who does interview there's a fine line between being leading and wanting to get like it's i'm trying to describe what it is it's not wanting to get a specific answer but if somebody is is not um being as thorough with the answer, like if you if it's almost investigative in that you think that there's mm. something more to it and you're trying to uncover and it. And Maybe that mm.
2: was that was just what it was, but it felt like she was on her way to getting to that answer, right. and then she was interrupted to say, "Just like no, can you please directly yeah. say that he came from a bad? There's an art yeah. form. I don't know if well, like it, it
1: might have been in that particular episode, but with the. Uh, Doctor Naomi, I don't think it was for dramatic effect. I think it was that she had a narrative in her head, and she wanted the answer to be aligned with this narrative that mm. she had.
0: And I quite like the fact with Naomi that it m- most often wasn't, yeah, the same. And she was like, "Oh, okay." Like, and she wasn't being combative or anything. Yeah. Like, mm. but yeah, like. And I
2: mean, I got over that. Yeah, and towards the, the end of the the interview and the episode, it was. Perfectly fine, but like going in, I'm like, oh, ow! I yeah. don't like the geography of this interview. Can you just let her speak more, please? Yeah, and, and then she did, and it, they kind of warmed up, and they found their rhythm, and they got into it. Did um, you cry? Pardon? Did you cry? I don't cry. I know you don't. Um, I want
0: to listen to it though, and I'll tell you if I cry. You'll
2: cry. I I I, I hate that this story exists. Mm. Yeah. Um, Like that. this is is a trigger for me, like the treatment of teachers and what teachers are expected to do. And what teachers, it's just unsaid that they're meant to do and they get in trouble if they're found out for doing, Mm. which is just like taking care and making sure that all the students are in a position to learn, making sure that they have enough food. Like they get in trouble for doing that and it's just – yeah, I think this is – I know too
0: many teachers to – like my dad and his wife are teachers and I feel like it's going to make me go, oh, God, this is every conversation we have over a Sunday roast. Yeah,
2: also like this is a, a Australian specific, so it is, it is close to home. Um, that's what I mean. Like go out, buy your teachers' gifts. And, and
0: appreciate them and tell them that you appreciate them and don't expect them to parent your children because they're not going to. That's your job.
2: Yeah, and that's a lot of what this episode was, is her kind of stepping in uh, as Yeah, as caregiver because no
1: one else was, but yeah.
2: And telling the stories of how how this one kid would go to different foster homes and she would put him on the bus in the afternoon and he would ask her, well, where am I going? And she's like, I don't know, but when you get to your bus stop, someone will get you off and you just have to go with them. I'm like, what? What is this – Person and why does she have to do this? Okay, things. that's making
0: me teary just having you <laughs> retell that. So yeah, yeah not, you're going to cry. Oh. <laughs> it's rough. Uh,
2: so, everyone listen to specifically that episode and buy Gabby Stroud's book.
0: And, government pay your teachers more.
2: Yes. Yes, government. And we
1: know you're listening. Give
2: them the ability to, to do stuff.
0: Yeah, the number of times that my dad, like, d- students have been. Completely preventing anyone else in the class from learning and mm. being terrible, and they're like, "Oh, well, we don't want to suspend them because it looks bad." Are you kidding
2: me? I'm just talking like, let teachers hug their yeah. students mm. if the students need it. Yeah, like, true. It's, it's 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 as simple as that. Like there, there's a ridiculous bureaucracy around um, teaching now, but uh, mm. that's not what this whole no filter podcast is about. But overall, I think yeah. I think no Filter is good. I don't think I'm going to subscribe to, but Content, I think I will yeah.
1: go back to it.
0: I reckon um, I'm gonna. Continually ask and I'm Gina sure we for can get
1: Gina to curate episodes yeah. <laughs> yeah she she exactly. has mentioned another one um, with Osha.: oh, yeah. Formerly Andrew G. Andrew G, who yeah. also went to my school, but you know no big deal.:
0: You are bestie. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> much older than me.
1: <laughs> but yeah, apparently that one was quite good because he gets into a side of himself that you would not see um, on the TV screen. No filter style, you know what I mean? I know. Um, I think that's it. That's it. I think that's more or less what we've uh, set out to accomplish. And what we've did we accomplished recommend? it. We've recommended um, You're Welcome with Michael Malice. That's Y O U R. Liz, I'm going to get you guys to do yours.
0: Oh, God. What did I just do, Zane? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: you one that you. The Amelia Project. Project. That's right. Yeah. The yeah. Amelia it's Project. The
0: Charming Amelia Project. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: And I recommended uh, No Such Thing as a Fish, uh, yes. Trivia General Knowledge Podcast.
1: Brilliant. Um, we're on social media. You can all find us them. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we don't have Snapchat though, but is that even social media?
2: Yeah, It, it is, is, but no but one uses ew. it. Either.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't want it. Well, porn stars do. It's good for porn, okay. I'm told.
2: Are you a porn star? Uh,
1: no, I just well, played a porn star's boyfriend in a film.
2: Well, I don't think that counts. No, it doesn't. Are you on Snapchat?
1: No, yeah, I technically I've never Look, I'd I have a Snapchat
0: account, but all I do is take photos of my face with the stupid filter and then save the photo on my phone and send it out during <laughs> other social media. I don't think I've ever used Snapchat to send it Yeah, out.
1: I never, I thought about using it briefly to like make short comedic videos, but then I just got really lazy and was like, I don't
0: know. This Vine is a short was social
2: media episode.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and then lastly, you can find us at That'sNotCanon.com forward slash castology and remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment.
0: Review, rate, Review. love us.
1: Send On us any podcast us, that you can listen to. us Send song. us a letter. A hand
0: carrier pigeon.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not equipped to receive carrier pigeons. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Why
2: not? I we, am. I don't have a rooftop. Send
0: a carrier pigeon to Patrick.
1: Yes, I've got my carrier pigeon catcher ready.
2: Wonderful. Okay. Well, this has devolved sufficiently that I'm going to say Good. Goodbye, Stop it. Everyone, kill
3: it. Die.
0: Goodbye. Good night.
3: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human And I'm
0: Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human But I was raised by fairies And now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in To meet all of the mythological creatures that I know
3: Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature And interview them about their life in a modern day context Such as The Night King from Game of Thrones
0: Funicular, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula
3: We've met the Loch Ness Monster Santa The Volpertinga, The Devil And a mermaid And many more We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies Where we interview a new mythological creature every week living in a modern day world, come join us.
2: Uh, that's not kind of Productions podcast.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.